Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment, and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. So we have a full panel today. So returning from last week, Trevor. Trevor is here. What's up, Trevor? Hey, man. Thanks for having me again. No, no worries. We also have our resident Xbox expert, Julian. What's up, Julian? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on again, one. No, no worries. And of course, we also have our resident Cookie Run Kingdom expert, Sevi. What's up, Sevi? <laughs> that was good. Awesome. So I know Sevi's going to talk about Monster Hunter as well. I know that's kind of what you and I have talked about quite a bit um, on the show. Come up. Yep. <laughs> a couple of times. So we're going to be talking about our Game of the Year nominations. Uh, we'll kind of collectively decide what we want to nominate and obviously what we think should be the Game of the Year. So we're each kind of bringing around five games. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be making our case for each of the games. And then we kind of discuss about it, right? So we'll discuss it. We'll hash it out, see whether or not we are all feeling this game. I know we, I'm pretty sure all of us have not played every single one of these games. But that's kind of when you know, your case comes into play. If you're able to make that case and convince someone to play mm -hmm. the game, I think, I think that should be enough. So is, every, is everyone ready? Everyone has everything that they want to talk about? Actually, sorry. I forgot. I should see. I should have put this above. Uh, we do have some listener questions, and they came in last week after uh, Trevor and I did our episode. Uh, I'm sorry, I, none of you put your names in that email, and I don't want to say say your email out loud. So please, next time, make sure just to put your name or whatever you want to say, even if it's like your gamer tag or anything like that. One of the questions that they were asking was what you what we think the price of the RX seven thousand and RTX four thousand series will be. I'm assuming RX seven thousand is the AMD one. Yeah. So yeah, I, I know Sebi. You also have your gaming PC, Trevor. You as well. I mean, what what do you think the price price the price points will be for these ones? I'd be shocked if they even come out. <laughs> uh, it it feels weird if they put out a new version of the video cards when you still can't buy the existing ones, or people are still struggling to buy it. Um, so I don't know. I guess it'll be interesting to see if they come out or not, but. Uh, I mean, they'll probably be a little bit more, than, <laughs> which sounds crazy because they're already super expensive. So yeah, yeah, I bet they come out, uh, you know, maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars more. Um, since it probably doesn't really matter because the the other ones are not really out there in abundance. Yeah, Sammy, what were you? You're you're still sticking with your ten seventy? I mean, yeah, I, I am. I am. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't really found a decently priced upgrade yet, so <laughs> 1070 for now it is. Um, yeah, I mean, ship shortage is is real. Um, it'd be it would be surprising if they do release. Uh, probably competitive with the high end GTXs though. Yeah, I think they'll uh, they'll either go much higher or or try to undercut them. Yeah, so I, I will, we'll go on to the next question. I know we, we're like pressed for time, so obviously I'll keep this moving. The next question was it, they just wrote Final Fantasy 14 and that's it. So I'm assuming they wanted to talk. I was thinking, I'm like, Sebi, is that you? Is that you messaging me from like a, a burner account? But yeah, what do you, I mean, what, what do we say about Final Fantasy 14? <laughs> uh, we can revisit this because I have opinions. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. The third question was, uh, this is obviously for, for Trevor, can newcomers jump into Counter-Strike? 
I don't know if you played Counter Strike recently. No, I haven't actually. I never got really into Counter Strike uh, Go, the new one, Global uh, Global Offensive, or something like that. Um, I can imagine, like you know, people are amazing. I'm sure people could jump in and do just fine. Yeah, uh, especially especially since Valorant is like such a big game right now, and Valorant's kind of like the hero Counter Strike shooter, right? So I'm sure anyone who's playing Valorant would probably jump into Counter Strike no problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, the the real answer is yes and no, because uh, it, it's such a like it's not a a pay to win game, right? Like, there's no way to like boost yourself by paying money. It's not like you're way behind because you haven't played all these years. There's really nothing to the game other than skill. Uh, but that's also why it's so hard for a newcomer to join. I I did play CS:GO for a little bit, and honestly, like it's all about map strategy. Uh, if if you don't know where to stand, where to go. Um, you do also have to get used to, you know, no aiming down sights. Um, it is a little bit of a jump from Call of Duty or, or most of the first-person shooters people are used to these days. So, mm. I mean, if you jump in, you can definitely get the hang of it, and it's not like you're any far behind anyone else except for skins, but it, it does have a very steep learning curve. Yeah, I know that makes sense. Like, I tried it once at my friend's place, um... I'd never even played the original CS, like Counter-Strike or anything like that. And I felt like I got the hang of the, the gunplay, but the maps, I was like, everyone knew the maps so well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta be invested in, like, learning the maps. Otherwise, it's, it's kind of the same with Call of Duty, right? The, the first time you get into it, it's fine. And then everyone else has learned the map except yourself. And then you're like, yeah. all right, I'm not going to get any kills now. Uh, so we'll quickly go on to the last question. We'll just do, like, we'll answer this really quickly. Uh, Karthik asked, which video game character would you love to play in a movie? So we'll start with Julian. I'm, I'm assuming Master Chief, maybe. <laughs> that's 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 a pretty hard question. I need to I need to think about that honestly. I feel like <laughs> Doom Slayer would be pretty fun to play because you don't have to say too many lines. You know what I mean? That the action. Kind of <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> uh, what about you, Trevor? Uh, I actually would take Master Chief. That that sounds like an awesome one. He says like you know a little line here and there, and that's it. And you just yeah. hide in this big uh, suit the entire time. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Definitely would have to think about that one more. I guess uh, um, being able to play Kratos would be awesome yeah. if, if I was physically equipped to do so. <laughs> <laughs> you totally can, yo. Yeah. Not I was thinking Kratos would be a really cool one too. But I thought you were going to say Monster from the Monster Hunter series. <laughs> monster? Yeah. <laughs> Not even my character, just the monster. <laughs> So Kratos for you, Sevi? Yeah. All right. I would have picked you to at the, the good Luigi, but in my case, I'll, I'll probably I'll I'll I'll, t- I'll take Kratos as well. I was gonna I put like myself as Indian Kratos. I remember this is what I meant with Karthik as well. And maybe Nathan Drake. Obviously, Tom Holland's already got that. But... <laughs> Luigi, I will choose to take that as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say it sounded like a dig. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now on to the the episode where we start talking about our game of the year nominations so again like i said we each have five games around five games we're gonna make our case for them and then we're gonna collectively decide if this game should be nominated or not so you know what i'll start off i'll start i gotta prepare for this one no, actually you know what i'll, I'll pick another one okay I'll, I'll, I'll start off with guardians of the galaxy okay i'm just gonna set the stage a little bit you're not gonna get in character and stuff <laughs> <laughs> all right so after the fall from grace that was marvel's avengers we did not expect much from this one Will it require a battle pass? Will it require an internet connection? 
will connect to Spotify and will require my social security information. All questions that have been brought up since the failure of Marvel's Avengers. Like Brendan Fraser's career, this game has risen from the ashes that was George of the Jungle and has proved to us there are some amazing developers out there that create some, can create something truly unique and fun for us comic book video game lovers. From the amazing 80s music to the amazing team-focused gameplay and a story that is light years ahead of any Marvel film, this game shows you that a superhero team can exist in the gaming space. The dialogue and interaction is better, than any, in, in, better in this game than any Kevin Hart film, and the voice acting rivals some of the best out there. In the mighty words of John Lennon, all we are saying is give Guardians of the Galaxy a chance. <laughs> all right, so what do you all think? What do you all think? <laughs> How long did it take you to uh, prepare that blurb there? I, I yeah, I spent like a good hour last night going through this, so you'll you'll see a few more. That's good. That's good. I'm I'm on the Guardians uh, bandwagon big time. Uh, I didn't even play Avengers. I played a little bit when it got added to Game Pass and had zero desire to continue. Uh, heard good things about Guardians. Bought it when it was on sale and uh, didn't want to put it down. The characters are amazing in that game and the lines and everything. Uh, the little quips between them, um, the funny stuff they just say, their interactions with each other. Like, I'll, I had a smile on my face like most of the time when I was playing that game, um, which is very rare, I find, for any of those kind of Marvel type games. Like, a lot of time the dialogue's just cheesy or annoying. And this one, and I know some people find this one annoying too, but that was not the case for me. I super enjoyed it. Um, and also, I think the combat was not was was pretty good all in all. Yeah, like, uh, it wasn't you know anything you know groundbreaking, but it was it was fun. It was engaging. Uh, there was enough upgrades and everything to keep me entertained through the entire game. Julia, have you gotten a chance to play this game yet or no? Um, you know what's funny actually? The two Guardians movies are probably some of my favorite Marvel movies of all time. I love all the characters, everything like that. And um, this was on my list. Like I watched a little bit of it on YouTube and um. So the combat looked pretty good, how you can kind of switch between the Guardians or you control them to do different attacks and stuff like that. That looked pretty cool. Like, I want it to be one of those games I get to play on my list. Like, I'm, I'm definitely interested in. Yeah. What about you, Sebi? I I haven't played it. Um, I did watch some gameplay online uh, and some streams. It looks pretty cool. Um, I think I'm on the same boat there where, like, I, I really enjoyed the movies and from what I've seen of the game, it uh, it seems like they capture the essence of Guardians of the Galaxy pretty well, so it's it's also on my on my to playlist. All right, so can we can we put it in our in our nominations list? Yeah, I have one question uh, though, um, about the characters in it, like, because it's kind of contrasting if you have different characters and voice actors from the ones in the movies, or even comparing it to the comics. Like, do you guys think the voice acting and the performances and all that were good in the game? I don't know about you, Trevor, but I think Drax was perfect. I um, thought Drax was awesome. I would yeah. go as far as this, like I I really liked the movies. I didn't love them. Yeah. Um, I preferred the uh, voice acting in the game compared wow, to the okay. movies. Actually, mm. yeah. That adds one point then. One point for me. Yeah. Ro- Rocket yeah. Rocket's actor was pretty good too. Um, the Star Star Lord, like he was he was. He, I just felt like Star Lord's actor, the voice actor, was just trying to emulate Chris Pratt. And I oh, wish I it was more of like, hey, do your own thing. Don't emulate that. Maybe. I also felt like that's the one character that you can screw up the easiest. And yeah. I didn't feel like it was that bad. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, I do definitely get your point of that. He was trying to kind of emulate Chris Pratt, but I felt it was good. 
All right, so Guardians of the Galaxy in our list, in our short list. From there, we'll go on to Trevor. So we'll go over one of your games. All right. Um, my first nomination will be Returnal. Um, this game is awesome. Uh, it is super fast paced. The it feels amazing. The dash feels amazing. Uh, it really feels very skill based. Like a lot of the time, it feels like you could have avoided taking that damage. You could taken that hit. Um, just like the environments, the enemies, the music, uh, everything just meshes together so well. Uh, the game is is pretty intense. It's pretty hard, um, but I like. I it definitely feels like it, it. It feels similar to like a Dark Souls, where the more you play it, just naturally you become better. Like there, there it is very. It is a loot based game. Uh, so or a rogue like like you die, you you start at the beginning. There's a lot of shortcuts. You can avoid bosses that you have beaten. Um, but at the end of the day, like it does feel very skill based. Like you feel like your progression is you getting better at the game. It has an active reload. Any game that has an active reload gets plus one in my books. Um, also there's a good story behind it. Like it's, it's very, like, it's not very clear cut. It's like a lot of mystery and, and hints and you're reading, like, it's just cool because like Celine is like basically living this over and over again and she's finding like messages from herself um and like dead bodies and uh there's this whole thing of like what happened to her and why is she here why did she become an astronaut um yeah i mean it was just across the board it was just like easily one of the most enjoyable experiences i had this year do you think that this is it's, it's a game that's doing something new in the genre because Hades kind of won a, a bunch of awards last year and it, it kind of proved like what a roguelike can do. Do you yeah. think Returnal is doing something new or different in that in that area? I think the storytelling is very new. Um, I don't think too many games have done it this way where you're like, there's all the stories being told like through these runs, right? Like picking up different stuff. Whereas like something like Hades, it was all about like, you know, you knew what was going on, right? Like um, I don't remember exactly the whole logic behind him always being reborn but he knew he was like oh, okay i'm back here again whereas celine was every single time it was like um you know like a new experience for her and and she was always kind of piecing stuff together like she had no idea what was going on and every single time she thought like oh okay i think this is it and it, it wasn't right and it was another like wrench in it um i think like the fact that it is like one of the very first games that is very like 3d based right like where it is you know um it's a shooter where you, from the it's a third person shooter uh i forget it, the name of the developer but they're the ones that made Resogun. Housemark. yeah Housemark. yeah, yeah. like they made Resogun, and it was like they literally took this like shooter and put it in a, in a 3d space that in a way i don't think anyone has really done like the enemies, the way they like fire the bullets at, at you, like in these patterns and, um, you know, just the way to avoid them and stuff like that. So, I mean, like it, it's not doing anything totally crazy new. It's like a new spin on on a classic, like well, what has become a kind of a classic genre lately. Uh, Julian, have you ever played any like roguelike games that, that you've enjoyed? No, not really. Like, is it similar to Hades you were saying? It's super yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I looked at that game, like that's another one on my list. You know what I mean? Like there's so many games this year that I've wanted to play, <laughs> but like 
games like Fallout and Skyrim took away like a lot of my time, yeah. <laughs> and it was like <laughs> school and stuff like that. But um, I've actually never seen gameplay of Returnal. Like, I should probably check it out, even though I don't have like a PlayStation console and just like to see what it's like. No, that, that uh, Sebi, you'll definitely like this game because I know you loved uh, Rogue Legacy. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty big on roguelikes. Um, I actually never pulled the trigger on on Returnal just because I I keep feeling like it's gonna be one of those PS Plus games at some point, <laughs> and I don't want to pay ninety dollars for yeah. a roguelike as much as I love them. Just just uh, take mine, just borrow mine. I'll put like a bunch of sanitizer stuff like that on it, and I'll <laughs> pass it under your your house. <laughs> They did a great thing with the trigger too, the PS5 trigger, where um, you basically have an alt fire. So if you press it halfway down, it does one fire. And then you press it all the way down, it does a different fire. And at first, it's very frustrating because there's nothing. That's the biggest thing I would say it probably does and nothing else has. Uh, to train your brain to only press that trigger halfway and then all the way, uh, depending on what you want to do, took some time. But after playing it a while, it was like it, it became natural, and it was it was a very cool thing as opposed to having to use another button for a different fire mode. I'm all for this game being on because I was actually kind of not so hot on this game initially when it came out because I'm like, Hades just came out and they're asking us ninety dollars for for this like what like this makes no sense. And I I, I remember I found it on it was like on sale at some point, and I just checked it out then, and it like hooked me. I don't know if I would have still jumped on it day one. But now that I have played it, and I haven't finished it, but like of course now they put the save in, which is which is really good. But like so the part that I got to, I was like, okay, yeah, it's it's like Hades. It's like where Hades. I'm like, just I just go in for for two more seconds. Let me just go in for a second. Let me see what's here. I'll go out and you just keep playing. And next next thing you know, it's like three hours have passed. So I'm all for this game also kind of being nominated. It might, we actually might have every single game nominated. So I'm just preparing every one, but it's still fine. That's still okay. All right, so I think I think everyone go with that. Returnal being nominated or at least being in our list. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Let's do it. All right, Sebi, your first game. I'll uh, I'll start with Final Fantasy XIV since uh, there was a question on it. So um, End Endwalker, or are you just FF14 in general? Well, I mean, Endwalker was the the 2021 release, but yeah. Uh, for me, at least, I started playing Final Fantasy XIV this year. Um, I had played the uh, when Realm Reborn came out a couple of years back. I did try it out, but I didn't really get into it then. Um, I do play a lot of MMOs. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV is very good as far as MMOs go. Um, I think a lot of the hype around it right now has to do a little bit with you know the death of World of Warcraft um, and you know some of these other MMOs kind of just dropping off too. But uh, it's a great game. Uh, as far as Final Fantasy games go, this has, you know, top three stories, I would say. Uh, not that I've played all of them, but it's it's up there. Um, it's, it's really good. It has everything you would want. A lot of character progression. Um, the story's great. The gameplay feels really good and dynamic. Uh, you know, it's, I think that's one of the biggest things for MMOs is that the combat, you know, just doesn't feel good. Uh, it's not you know like you're responding to anything you're kind of just very static just standing around and, and mashing buttons whereas with this one there's a lot of positioning especially when you get towards end game content so yeah i did start it this year i i ran through all the expansions uh just in time for endwalker uh so i, I have been playing endwalker uh, as a disclaimer i haven't finished it yet in fact i kind of put the story off to the side a little bit so that i could play the uh one of the new classes that came out 
um, and just level it up a bit so that I can play through the new campaign uh, with the new class. And uh, it, it's amazing. Honestly, there's so much to do. Like you can jump in and, and literally just be taken one of 50 different ways, story, uh, hunting down glamours, which are like skins and, and things that you can equip, um, just upgrading little side hustles in the game. Yeah, there's there's so much to the game. So obviously, I, I mean, I feel like I should go to Trevor and Julian on this one because I played a bit of Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, has anything kind of grabbed you to kind of make you want to jump in? I mean, it's not on sale right now because of the server issues. But once it is on sale, would you want to actually jump into this game? I mean, yeah, I think I think Seb, like, kind of persuaded me there because I don't play a lot of MMOs and stuff like that. But it's one of those things where if I just want to, like, put my time, get deep into a game and, like, explore all of its elements, I think that would be, be a good, good place to start. Final Fantasy XIV is like the craziest thing to me. Like the <laughs> fact that it it's so rare to see an MMO just explode the way it has so late in its life. Um, but yeah, I mean, like all I keep hearing about how amazing the story is, all the improvements and everything. The only reason I haven't personally gone back, like I, I played it uh, before Realm Reborn and I played a, a Realm Reborn for a while. Um, I didn't play it super long. I kind of fell off for some other stuff. So I definitely want to go back. Um, and the only reason I haven't gone back yet is just because of the time investment. Um, just knowing how much is there right now, it's just uh, um, I, I'm going to one day just right now, uh, just don't have the time. Um, so the, the, you played the the new classes, the Paladin, right? Uh, there's two new classes. There's the Reaper, which is a, a melee DPS. And there's a Sage, which is a healer, healer class. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, both are really fun. Uh, the Sage is uh, kind of similar to the uh, the Astronomer, sort of, um, where it's a mix of uh, healing, uh, like healing over time and shielding. Um, but it, it also has some pretty cool attacking as well, um, just for like off time. And the, uh, the Reaper is very similar to the Samurai, where you're kind of uh, building a gauge uh, through combos um, and it's not super positional heavy which is you know something that's very clutch for a melee dps because um, there's other characters like the uh i forget what it's called the like the monk one that is like purely positional and so it's it just takes a lot of concentration you know you can mess up your combos entirely if you're not like standing in the right place um, so I, I find it really fun because i i mained samurai the whole time and then when I saw gameplay for the new Reaper class, you know, it, it looked exactly like what I wanted Samurai to kind of transition into. So it's, it was a really good change. All right. So before we go on to Julian's picks, I'm just going to call, call an audible. And what we'll do is we'll, all the games that we go through are just going to be our nominations. I, I think let's go with that because these are all games that like we're all passionate about. These are all the games that we're kind of putting in there. And then we'll just kind of go through each of these games to kind of decide our winner like how does that sound i think that might be easier rather than us being like yeah let's nominate this one <laughs> do we yeah. want to do that or do we want to have a top 10 and then order it we can, we can definitely exactly so what we can do is kind of go through all of our things and we'll actually position it in our we'll make that on the google doc we'll make the top 10 itself sounds good all right so final fantasy 14 yeah i i definitely want to jump into that julian your first game 
Yeah, I was gonna say my first game was actually um, Psychonauts two. I want I want to talk a little bit about that game. Um, yes. I never played the original Psychonauts. I know it was on the original Xbox. I'm pretty sure, right? Um, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I downloaded the second one just because it was on Game Pass, right? And I was looking for for a new game to pick up, you know. And I I don't very like play very many like 3D platformers, so I thought it was really cool. And the art style was just crazy in this game. It was like every two seconds, I'm in a different world all this kind of stuff, you know, the combat was pretty cool. But one thing I liked was all the different puzzles, like you'd switch from third person or not, sorry, like a 3D perspective to like a 2D perspective, which I found was really cool about that game. Um, it was pretty long too. I don't know if that's just because I tend to get distracted in big games like that and go for like side objectives and stuff like that. But um, I thought that was good. The story was enticing and it was like a lot of little, little Easter eggs too, because I'm um, a psych major, right? So there were a lot of like, little easter eggs about the brain and stuff like that i understood that made the game even um even better for me but it just it looked amazing optimized for series x right like i really noticed the difference because i played a little bit on my xbox one too and i was like wow there's like a huge difference in frame rate and stuff like that and i didn't really pay attention to that before so i could really notice that um with the game i found the the combat was pretty good i was more enticed with the stories and the art design and the puzzles but the combat still had a lot of a lot of upgrades and sometimes it can be quite fast paced. So um yeah, I really enjoyed that game. Um at first I wasn't a huge like the story was good, but I wasn't like sucked into it until later I was like, wow, this is getting really good. So yeah. And like I for me the main thing is because Tim Schafer is the one that kind of made that game. I loved Brutal Legends. I don't know if anyone's played that. That's like what oh, am I? I saw, it, I saw it on Game Pass. I remember you talked a little bit about that. That was like the biker game, right? Or something like that. Yeah, no, no, that was that's full throttle. So Brutal Legends oh, is basically okay. where Jack Black is like this roadie who gets pulled into this heavy metal universe, and yeah. there's you know there's Ozzy Osbourne in there, there's Lemmy, all these people oh, were in that wow. in that thing. It was awesome, and that was like made by Tim Schafer, who made Psychonauts. So for me, anything that Tim Schafer does is like gold. So I'm yeah. all for Psychonauts too. Yeah, I don't know. It just it's just like for me, it was just the art style was so awesome. Like. I don't know. That's that's all I really got to say about it. Like, have you guys, Seb and Trevor, have you guys ever seen any gameplay for it or anything like that? Uh, I played and finished it, and I definitely really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, um, yeah. I had no, like, uh, I played a little bit of Psychonauts uh, on backwards compatible, and that was enough for me. <laughs> it was just, just too old and everything. Um, and I just didn't have a desire to spend all that time on it. Um, but there was just something like, I think he nailed it. Like the combat was, it was good, not great. Um, but just playing the game felt good. Like, yeah. uh, the platforming felt pretty good. Um, it was paced very good. Uh, they could bind things really well. Like there was that, um, one moment, that whole cooking show thing where it's just like, oh, it, yeah. it just felt like everything came together there where like the, you had a little bit of the combat in there. You had the good tr- you know, jumping around the transversing of the level. Um, and then they tied it into this mini puzzle type game. And um, it was just like a, a good joy to play. So uh, I like that game quite a bit, actually. Yeah, the cooking section, I definitely vividly remember that being one of my favorites. It was like, I found myself using all the different abilities, to, like jump around the whole arena and get everything together. It's pretty dope. I don't know if this says anything, but like just comparing it to Ratchet and Clank, which yeah, very similar games. Ratchet and Clank looks looks better. The art style is not as good. I definitely agree. But like the actual look of Ratchet and Clank is amazing. Mm-hmm. The combat is better. The platform is better. But at the end of the day, if I had to pick one or the other, I would have rather played Psychonauts 2 at the end. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. 
because I, I had a really good time with Ratchet and Clank, and I don't know much about Psychonauts. I, I never, I've never played either of them, but uh, that's that's a good comparison that uh, piqued my interest. <laughs> Trevor, just wait until I make my case for Ratchet and Clank. All right, let me wait, wait, wait for my promo. <laughs> all right, all right. So we'll move on to. I want to talk about It Takes Two because I don't know if anyone's played that game, but no. It Takes Two. Yes, it takes to you and I to make sure this game gets nominated for the game. <laughs> this game had three things that everyone wants. Couch co-op, gameplay variety, and learning that a talking book is a better way to fix your marriage than actual counseling. This game requires you to go through the story in full co-op with a friend, partner, loved one, your mortal enemy. No matter what, this game will challenge you both, make you mad, make you laugh, and make you cry. This game finds a way to bring you closer than ever before. I cannot believe Joseph Fares was able to create such a such a wonderful experience. <laughs> just I'm sorry, Sevi. And just like Sevi's dance career, it is short-lived and makes you question all the choices you made up to that point. But ultimately, <laughs> you come out a better person. It reminds me of the time I met Hugh Jackman when he looked at me straight in the eye and said, who the fuck are you? Get off my property. Indeed, that's the question that the game makes me ponder. Sammy, I'm sorry. I, I made that last night. It just came to me, man. <laughs> you mean my Just Dance career, right? Yeah, your Just Dance career. <laughs> but It Takes Two is, is, I don't know, I just really enjoyed that game. It was such a fun game. Uh, my partner and I, we played it. We couldn't stop playing it. Uh, we platinum the game. Like, this is not something that we usually do. And like, it's the variety is actually ridiculous. Like, it's it you're playing the game in a certain way, and then all of a sudden, it just flips. And you're, like, doing something that you would not think the game engine could do. And like you're just like wow, like how and like something something new keeps happening. So like for me, I I kind of understand why it takes to got uh, its game of the year award at the game awards, uh, and definitely I just wanted to bring this game up. Interesting. Yeah, I, I saw a little bit of gameplay on it. Um, it definitely looks interesting. It's but, on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely on there. Can you can you play online though? Because honestly, yeah. like yes, you couch, can. Couch co-ops in the middle of a pandemic are just a little. <laughs> yeah. you know, wrong time <laughs> yeah i don't have any opinion i i didn't play it i watched video i've seen tons of gameplay and everything i i think it's very interesting i think it's neat how they have such a variety of games in it and everything um yeah i mean uh having to spend 12 hours with another person is is also <laughs> a daunting task to me <laughs> julian what about yourself um, that's one of those games. Honestly, my girlfriend keeps telling me to download it so we could play it together. But I'm like, I don't want to spend the money on it, you know. But I'm like, honestly, Amon, that you said it's on Game Pass. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna download it and, and give it a shot, you know. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely worth it. I mean, it's yeah. such a wonderful game. I look, I, I am, I'm willing to bypass this for the nomination because I, I totally get it. It's, it's one of those games where if you experience it in the right setting, it's perfect. But outside of that, you might just be like, all right, it's just, it's, it's nothing like, in my opinion, it's not like Psychonauts 2 or Ratchet and Clank, which is like an immersive kind of experience. So we'll keep it there for now, but I'm, I'm willing to kind of bypass that one. All right, Trevor, on to your next one. Okay. Um, well, since you were so kind to give up one that uh, I don't think belongs on the list, obviously, for my own personal reasons. I'll do the same. Uh, I just want to mention Tales of Arise. Uh, I just started playing this. I'm about 10 hours in, which is apparently, what, one-fifth of the game or less. Um, but uh, so far, what I've played is is awesome. It is uh, The story is pretty interesting so far. 
Um, but what I really like about it is the combat. Uh, the combat is it's very actiony. You have a dodge, you have an attack, um, you have combos, you can juggle enemies. Um, and then what's even more fun is, is that you have this entire team that much like Guardians of the Galaxy, you could call them in during the fight uh, at certain points. Um, you can basically do combo attacks with them. Um, and then what's even more awesome is that you can actually switch to play one of those other characters and get their entire skill set. Um, and a lot of the characters play totally different. Um, I mean, I only have three characters in my party right now, but I basically have a mage that has spells that I can actually bank the spells and then combine them with other ones um, and to learn more powerful ones. I have um, kind of a... Um, a woman that's like a hunter class with a gun kind of stays at the back and shoots but she also heals and reses people um and then the main character right now which is your typical sword uh character where hack and slash and dodging um yeah i mean uh i've been through two zones where vast uh difference in the environments um it looks pretty good uh i like that it has a lot of open areas you can just kind of go around and explore collect stuff I love anything that gives me some crafting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I'm super early into it. Uh, so I might, you know, my opinion might change. But, like, right now, that is the game I want to play in. Super digging it. it. Um, yeah, but I'm not sure if anyone else has played it. And given that, I, like I said, I'm still early, uh, I would be okay with letting it go. I feel like it's one of those games that, like, you know, you have a game of the year list of the games that you haven't played and you want to. And I feel like Tales of Rise is one of those games that everyone talks about. It's like best RPG of the year, stuff like that. But it's just when you know you're going to spend 100 hours in a game, you're like, you know what, maybe maybe next time. Yeah. Yeah, I, we feel can... like, I feel like the whole Tales of series are just those games that, like, I always see them, I always want to play them, and I just never do. But uh, this this could be a good intro point because I love RPGs, and, and every time a new one comes out, I'm always eyeing it and just like debating it and then something else comes out right but this this might be the one yeah i haven't played any tales before so this is my first tales um but i do play a lot of rpgs and i was the same i was like oh it's like i looked up how long it's like you know maybe if you mainline it you could do it in 40 50 and then you Damn. know 70 plus if you want to really get into it and i'm like oh that's a time commitment but i was like i got it i just want to play like i bought it on sale i just going to jump in play it a little bit and yeah, like I started that like early last week and like I said, 10 hours in already. And that's like squeezing it in between everything else. And uh, that's the one I just want to keep playing. Like I'm, I'm really digging it so far. But is it, is it 10 hours that you would compare to Returnal and say this is like 10 hours better than Returnal? Uh, this is just so different because Returnal yeah. is such, you know, uh, roguelike action where an RPG is like a slow burn, right? So um it's it's tough to compare those 10 hours because the some of the early stuff entails another thing is paced very nicely like it's not like i don't feel like i'm just sitting there like listening to a story for like two hours and then getting into the to some gameplay like it is like a little chunk of story a, a good bit of gameplay some more story so it's paced nicely but you know you start out with like you, you have like the one character and then you get another character and um, I will say too, I played the demo, so I do have a good idea what like the later game combat is. And that's why I actually was kind of really wanted to go back to this game this year um, and really start to try it. So uh, it's tough, but like 
that it's been a great 10 hours so far. So I can only imagine it's only going to get better. Um, maybe it'll wear out its welcome. We'll see. Yeah, maybe it's in our top 20 list. But Osabi, we'll go on to your next one. Uh, next one, I'm going to go with Monster Hunter Rise. Um, I love Monster Hunter games. I've, I've talked about them on this podcast nonstop. Uh, every time a new one comes out, I will get it and I will play it. Um, Monster Hunter is one of those series where they just had it down so right from the very first game. And so there wasn't a lot of iter- like innovation with every new game that released, at, at least in the mainline, like the numbered ones. Uh, we have seen them, you know, do some some interesting things with some of the sort of spin-off games or or the off main branch games like Generations uh, and uh, Cross, uh, and this is one of them. They they because it was the first game that was made for the Switch. You could see that they took a lot of the new capabilities that they had in Monster Hunter World um, and added to this uh, handheld version. So things like, for example, the the one map without loading zones uh, is a great addition. Um, we're seeing a lot of new monsters included uh, and a lot of new gameplay mechanics, like, for example, the wire bugs. It's something so simple, but they did it so right, and it makes the game just feel entirely new and yet familiar. So, you know, Monster Hunter is it's just one of those series that every time there's a new game, it's just, you know, it's going to be a good time. You know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, they're great because you can play fully solo. You can play online with people. Uh, it doesn't change the, the feel of the game at all. Um, and, and it's very enjoyable either way. You know, one's a little more like a solo challenge or you can do co-op and, and try and tackle some, you know, different hunts with more monsters in them or, or stronger monsters and, and have it as a more of like a competitive sort of game. Uh, and it's always good. I mean, you're crafting items with big ass monsters that you're killing and taking their parts to make even better weapons. Like this, it's, it's just good. I, I can second that because I got into Monster Hunter because of you, because I, I play Monster Hunter World and now Monster Hunter Rise. I remember you and I played that a lot earlier this year. And yeah, like this game is the easiest one to get into. It's like if you haven't played Moth Hunter or you play Moth Hunter World and you're just not into the really intense version of Moth Hunter, which I know Sevi you play, for me, this was like the perfect way to kind of get me in. It's like very, very basic stuff of like, okay, this is how you craft, this is what you do. Here's the monster, go kill it. That's it's simple. Nothing else you need to learn. And then obviously, like you said, it has a grappling hook in this, which I feel like every game now does. So it, yeah. it just works. So I, I, I definitely second Moth Hunter Rise. Trevor, you haven't played Monster Hunter, right? Or have you played any Monster Hunter games? I so I fell off Monster Hunter a long time ago. I played um I'm trying to remember the last one I played. I played it on the 3DS, whatever one that was. And it was also it was the one that was also on um on uh on the Wii U? Wii U as well. Is it so, three, right? Try. Yeah. Try. Try that one. So I played that one and um I liked it. Uh I didn't love it. Uh so I never because of that, I never got into world despite hearing how good it was rise is interesting to me though that one seems like one i might actually try again um but i have not played it i just checked out videos and stuff but uh i heard a lot of good things about it have you grappling hooks are great by the way so yeah exactly everything at the grappling hook nowadays julian have you played any monster games no honestly it's one of those things too where it was like i didn't really know where to start right and 
like Seb mentioning Monster Hunter Rise, that might be the first one I get into because like every time I see it, I'm like, this is a game that I really want to get into. It, lo- it looks so dope, you know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, yeah. And onto your point about the grapple look, I feel like do- since Doom Eternal put one in, it's like every game is. <laughs> It, it sounds like they removed a lot of the busy work from the earlier ones, which was one of the things that turned me off a lot. A hundred percent, yeah. I, like like you mentioned, I mean, honestly, Try was probably one of my least favorite Monster Hunter games. Um, they tried adding a lot of new things without properly planning for them, which turned into a much more tedious game. Uh, and that's when they were kind of starting to throw in new things like the underwater combat, which, in my opinion, was a flop. Um, but as Aman mentioned, this is the one where they're, you know, they, they realized that Monster Hunter was a, a very daunting game for new players, uh, especially because the originals had zero handholding. Uh, there was no introduction into the game, no explanation of the mechanics or the, you know, the way to upgrade your characters and your items. So, uh, this is definitely a good intro point and, uh, yeah, I highly recommend. Yeah, this one I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to put in the top 10 because i really did enjoy it it's not a game i honestly kind of forgot this game came out this year until we were talking about this so i don't know what that says about the game but <laughs> you know i mean it was a while back it came like earlier this year but definitely in the top 10 julian your next one i'm excited about this one all right yeah i was gonna mention um the big one i've been waiting for for a long time i was gonna talk a little bit about halo infinite because um it was really funny i looked at it back this year and i realized Halo 5 came out six years ago, and I was literally in grade nine, and now I'm in third year university. I'm like, does it take this long to get a Halo game out the door? You know what I'm saying? Like, this has got to be crazy, you know? It was one of those things, like, I, I played the betas in the summer, you know, I, I had some fun, and then it, um, I'll talk about it in terms of, like, campaign and multiplayer. So, I feel like one thing 343's nailed since they've had the Halo games is definitely the multiplayer. Like, I loved Halo 5's multiplayer. It was, it was a lot of fun with all the advanced movement and stuff like that was was really cool you know like it wasn't super halo but it was it was really fun i loved it so um in terms of the multiplayer for infinite you know i feel like they kind of went back to the basics not a lot of um advanced movement and stuff like that but they settled having sprint at a, at a perfect pace you know um i feel the grapple look adds a lot to to spice the combat i feel it feels like really smooth for like a free-to-play shooter you know what i mean um i felt that was one thing like some things i'm not a huge fan of like the, all the microtransactions and stuff like that um the challenge system but just from like pure gameplay standpoint um yeah it feels amazing and onto the campaign that's the thing i was looking forward to even more than the multiplayer because i was not a big fan of um halo 5 story you know and where 343 took the, the story parts of the games because like the original trilogy are some of my favorite favorite story games of all time right um, but I think with Halo Infinite, they pulled it back with giving it like the classic art direction, um, the music, the soundtrack. I had beat a lot of the previous games on Legendary. And I said, you know, screw it. If, if my buddy's going into this Legendary, I got I to do it too, you know. So um, I had a lot of fun with the campaign, you know. I thought um, the open world, some parts got a little bit repetitive, but it was fine because the combat still picked up. And there were a lot of good story beats and stuff like that. Um yeah, honestly, I don't see a lot of games these days that launch with, like, a good, solid free-to-play multiplayer and, like, an open-world adventure game, right? It's usually, like, they take their focus on either the multiplayer or the story for a game. But I feel like for this year, like, that's got to be my game of the year because who nails who nails two of those things, you know? So. It, I think the multiplayer being free-to-play it has worked out, like, 100%. Yep. 
I think if they went with a regular Halo where everyone had to buy it, even being on Game Pass, I, you wouldn't have as many people. Well, it's on PC um, as well, right? Like, yeah, PC it's on PC right off the bat. Like, there's just so many more people playing it than I think there ever would have been, and yeah. that's going to pay off in the long run, big time. One hundred percent. It's just like surreal yeah. playing it because it feels like a classic Halo game, but like modernized. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing with Halo. Like, even the multiplayer, the the old ones felt a little bit too slow. Even in like when you get used to playing games like Doom Eternal or Call of Duty and stuff like that. But I feel like this was like the perfect amount of, of fast combat with um. Yeah, a lot of equipment and vehicles too. I don't know. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So. Yeah, I'm yeah, in the same boat. Like, I liked five actually, like the multiplayer without yeah. doubt. And I actually didn't mind the story that much. But um, oh, wow. I was never a big Halo fan back in the day. Like, I didn't like the slower pace. Um, I always wanted it a fa- like something faster, more like Call of Duty. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's a good balance now. Like, it is, it's different enough, but it doesn't feel slow um and having like like i loved in five having that dash like um and now having the grappling hook or the dash or just picking up different stuff like it feels super good it's such a good game so satisfying too when you kill someone in the multiplayer it's like feels really good (laughs) oh the stuff you could do in the multiplayer with the grappling hooks and like stealing someone's uh like i stole someone's wasp with the grappling hooks today and it felt amazing (laughs) like (laughs) just oh it just yeah. feels great like it's like a lot of things i like about even the guns in this game it's like i was using one gun the ravager right which is it's not it's not an amazing gun but it's like it has splash damage right but it also has the fire right on the ground you can put for area of denial and it's like the melee does extra damage i'm like how does this one gun have like three different utility outfits <laughs> was kind of cool you know so, so sebi yesterday you said something that, that that just had me shook where you said that you, you're not playing halo infinite multiplayer anymore so what, what's up with that yeah it's just been a minute uh i don't know i've never really been that big on halo like i think the last halo that i played fully through the campaign was probably like halo 3 uh so it's definitely been some years um i definitely prefer the multiplayer it's it's great and honestly halo infinite is amazing uh everything you guys said was spot on it feels modern it feels a little bit more fast-paced um just to kind of keep up with the current market i guess right like most shooters are a little more fast-paced and even though that was never halo's thing like they they, you know they adapted to it very well um the gunplay just feels great uh i I think for me there's just other games out right now that i'd rather be playing but i definitely enjoy uh, halo infinite multiplayer and and honestly like a lot of the things that they added one being free to play battle pass system customization with all the skins like all of that just nailed it um so it's it's one of those where i feel like i'll jump back in at some point maybe like when the new battle pass drops or something new new game modes maybe yeah um i think i think it's one that i will be coming back to at some point i i can see that happening i can't but, wait to see where it goes like uh, where how they handle it uh how often new stuff comes out new battle passes like they've responded pretty well like when it first released it was rough like a lot of that progression stuff um and even they still have a lot of stuff to fix but like i it feels like it's in a good state now it it feels like it's more rewarding than it was yeah i totally agree with you that that daily xp they're giving you know and and some of the challenges are are a little easier you know what i mean just a tiny bit easier so yeah yeah even just little things like they they need to give you a little more for a win like it's it feels so weird beating a game where you just don't care if you win or lose 
Like it's like, yes, I won. And then it's like, what did I get? Well, unless I had a challenge where I had to win yeah. that, I really don't care. My friend was like, Where where's the flag? Yo, I have the commando rifle. I'm trying to get my challenge done. I'm like, we need to win the game. No. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. And it, it feels bad dying because you're using a weapon that you don't like, but you're like even like there's been times where I'm right in front of the guy's face and I just could punch him and kill him, but I was like, no, I need to shoot him with this <laughs> stupid gun. Yeah, yo, it, oh. it kind of sucks sometimes, honestly. Yeah. But one thing it was like with those challenges, right? It was like I got to using a lot of guns that I wouldn't use before. Like that one, the Mangler was one that I, I was like, okay, this just looks like a kind of crappy like brute pistol, you know what I mean? But if you one tap someone in melee, it'll kill them instantly. So I was like, wow, okay, this is actually a really good gun. Yeah. All right, so before we go on to my picks, um, Trevor, why don't you go through our top 10 list so far? In no particular, it's, like it's, not, it's not in the proper order right now, just our game so far. Yeah, so right now we have Returnal, Guardians of the Galaxy, Final Fantasy XIV, Monster Hunter Rise, Halo Infinite. So we have six so far. All right, I'm, 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 I'll bring up Death Door. Um, I'm, I'm, I, again, this is another one that we can bypass. I think I just wanted to mention it and just bring it up because it is such an interesting, unique game. I'm not going to do my WWE promo for this one. I think I think I can just focus this quickly just talking about this game. But Destro was just so interesting, mainly because of the music and gameplay and how that... Like, I love music in general. And for me, a big chunk of that, a big part of that goes into how the game soundtrack goes along with the gameplay. That's the reason I really like Far Cry 3, because the music in that specific Far Cry was really cool. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, same thing. I had that soundtrack on my Spotify. Sometimes I, when I'm at the gym, I'll just be playing that that soundtrack because it's just I don't know. I just really like it. God of War, same thing. Death uh, Death Door did that exact same thing where the music just complemented that gameplay so good, which then complemented the art style. And it was just such a really really cool idea of having like this you know this. I I, I feel like you know what I'm not gonna reveal too much because it's still kind of relatively new and it just came out on on other consoles and other platforms and whatnot. But basically, imagine a top-down Dark Souls-ish kind of a game, and you're a crow, which is just you know an interesting premise on its own. But at the same time, it it honestly it's kind of like Returnal. It's just it just grabs you in a way where you're like, let me just jump in quickly. I know I think I know where to go now. I'm gonna check that area out next time. And it kind of gives you like little, little story tidbits here and there that just kind of grabs you in, in its own way. I still need to finish it. I haven't finished it just because, like kind of Sebi was mentioning, there's just so many games right now. But Death Store, definitely, I just kind of wanted to bring it up. If you haven't checked it out, please check it out. We need, like, it's like it's developers like these that we need that try something new like this. Death Store is good. Uh, the biggest knock I have on it is the lack of a map. Um, and I get what they're going for and why they didn't have one. But it was a big reason why I, like, if that game had a map and was easier to navigate, I would have put way more time into it. Like I, I finished it. Um, I played through it all. I got it done, but I did not go back and get all the collectibles. And and uh, I love the bosses and I didn't go back and do all the bosses just because I honestly, I did not want to navigate that world anymore because I, I was always getting lost. Um, you know, things, you only see a small area of the, of the, of the map uh, right on the screen. So it's, it's hard to get your bearings of exactly where you are and everything um but that the uh last boss uh not going to spoil anything just the music and and the moment to moment of that fight together was like one of my best gaming moments of this year oh and you don't want to fight for this to be nominated in the top 10 <laughs> i i would back it 
Yeah. Like it I is. Mean, <laughs> let's put it. Let's put it on the list. Let's put it on the list for now and see where it goes. Yeah, no, I, I like that because like I said, like I'm all in this game. I definitely want to continue. It's, it's not one of those games where you just kind of fall off and you're like, yeah, I forgot about it. Kind of like Far Cry 6 in my case. It's one of those games that I'm like, no, I need to go back. But I'll you finish this game and this game. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm, I'm going to get back to it for sure. It's like there. The gameplay and the music are good enough that it, yeah. I think it should stick oh. for now. If we had a best music category, this would win. I think that story would be awesome. <laughs> I, it probably would. <laughs> all right, Trevor, your next one. Okay. I, uh, I, I, I like your choices. Some of them are really interesting in this one. Okay. I'm going to go. Okay. So I'm going to go with the one that I'm going to ha- probably have to fight for here. Uh, that's the Ascent. Um, I love the Ascent. Uh, it is not like you probably don't hear about it a lot because it didn't review super well. Um, some people had some issues with it. Uh, I couldn't stop playing it when I when I was playing that game. Like, I think I was playing that game. I can't remember what other game I was playing, but which was kind of crazy to me that I wanted to play the Ascent over. I think it was Death Loop at the time. As much as I was loving Deathloop, mm-hmm. I was thinking about going back to the Ascent all the time. How dare you? How can you say that? <laughs> uh, like, uh, so and it's a totally different game and everything. It's a small studio, but what they made was so awesome. So first off, they made the most beautiful world I have ever seen in an isometric view. Uh, it is isometric, but it is 100% 3D. Like, And they detailed everything super well. Like you zoom in, you could tell like, that could be a third-person shooter, the way it looks. Um, the world is so beautiful. It's so lived in. Uh, I don't think there's any game, any world in any game that I've seen that has felt more alive than this one. Like, when you're in that city, there is people everywhere. They're, they're hanging out on ledges. They're talking. Uh, there's stuff going on in the market. Uh, it, is just, it's, it just felt so, like, there was just so much going on, and it, it just felt like so much was happening. Um, the music, uh, I, I would say that probably the second best music this year next to Death Story. Um, the music's just really great. Uh, the game is basically a Diablo twin, twin six shooter. Um, it has cover, like basically like Gears of War cover, which is like something I've never seen in, in a game like that. Um, great build diversity. Like you can, uh, you have skill points. Um, you have augmentations, which are like abilities. So, like, for example, a couple are, like, one is, like, you get a jetpack and you kind of jump and land on the enemies. Another one is, like, you can send an army of spider robots. Uh, another one is you just summon, like, a, a, a robot to fight alongside you. Um, and then on top of that, you have modules, which enhance existing abilities. So there's just, like, tons of build diversity. So you can kind of build around different guns or different abilities, um, and then the actual combat's pretty good too. Like you have grenades, um, and then you have different enemies. So like, for example, you have like, uh, regular humans, which you would use your ballistic guns. And then if you have like more like a uh, robot type ones, which you would use energy, but then you have abilities that could convert your ballistic guns to like energy bullets. So there's just tons of stuff you can do. Um, and the story was pretty good too. It's all about like, you're basically, um, working for corporations in this basically it's really like the city's like a jail you're kind of stuck there and you have to kind of work your way out um so it it was like the story wasn't amazing but it it was pretty good um yeah i just think if this game uh had an end game like so it's very much a self-contained story so it's it's pretty much a one and done thing 
which is such a bummer because if this game had like a diablo like end game where you could just do multiple levels and level up and that kind of stuff like i could have easily seen putting hundreds of hours into this game um i just had so much fun playing it um this is this is one of the best games this year i think (laughs) so i i have played this and i agree with everything except the gameplay part for some reason the gameplay maybe because i was using the controller it just I don't know why it just did not feel like like house marks like stuff like they made Rezo again stuff like that the, the twin stick shooter that they were able to do it just felt a little off and the ai felt a little off like where i'm like behind a cover i'm like all right like here's war style and they just come right behind the cover just kind of stand there for a second like the ai and i'm just like all right i guess i'll shoot you from here and just walk over <laughs> there, there was issues for sure like it was a little bit buggy on launch um like uh they had a like a really nice pathing system so it would show you exactly where to go but the problem is that pathing system didn't take into account the transit system so it'd be like oh you gotta go like you know two 2000 yards or whatever right which is like super far and it's like oh my goodness but i could just take the train and then i would just be there so they didn't like low quality of life things like that um and then sometimes they would guide you to areas that were blocked off because you weren't far enough in the story so there it was definitely some buggy stuff and i would say like yeah i tried playing this actually i tried playing this on the controller on the xbox first and um i couldn't like i had real issues controlling it and i just assumed that was a me thing um and then when i went to uh mouse and keyboard it felt perfect um and i played the entire thing mouse and keyboard on pc so um yeah i mean this game does not get enough love i've heard (laughs) no one talking about it and i thought it was just amazing sebi have you played this game no i think this is the first i hear of it to be honest still on game pass yeah it's it's still on game pass i might check it out it it sounds pretty good i think it it definitely checks a lot of boxes for me so it's it might be one that i check out yeah julian have you checked this game out yet on game pass i remember seeing the trailer for it and i was like this art style looks phenomenal you know what i'm saying like is it that top down game kind of and it's like dark and it has like a lot of like blue and red colors and stuff like that kind of yeah it's super cyberpunk yeah yeah Uh, And what's really awesome, because like I said, isometric, very Mm Diablo-like, but there's tons of times when you're like in the world where the camera will totally shift and give you a different perspective. Like you're walking down this corridor, so it'll it'll totally shift to like a side-scroller type camera, or you're walking down this big path and it'll turn around and go behind you. Um, So like I said, like they totally rendered like a complete 3D world here, which is like a bummer because like they they clearly did so much work, but you spend so much time just zoomed out. Um, But then you get this total, like I said, very realistic type atmosphere going on. All right, Trevor, pop it in the thing. I see you're preparing the top 10 list already. You can, you can pop it in, man. Okay. Number, <laughs> number, should I just put it at number one right now? Or? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I've got two ahead of those. All right, Sebi, your next one. Um, so next on my list, I wrote down Forza Horizon 5. Um, I'm glad someone mentioned this game. <laughs> I, I felt like it at least deserved to be mentioned. I don't know if this is going to be one of our nominees. You know, I'm not, I'm not like super crazy about it. Uh, but it's a good game, honestly. Like Forza Horizon has their their you know secret sauce down, and they haven't really you know changed much from four. I would say uh, it's a new setting. Uh, I think that's about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was, like I actually good, wanted you know? to bring that up. I, I actually wanted to bring that up. Do you really think that this is anything different from Forza Horizon Four? Because I totally get us putting in the top ten or even the top twenty. 
But is this something that like kind of defines this year as a gaming year? No, no, it's definitely not that. Like they took away the snow and they added desert. Like that's that's the <laughs> biggest change from four. Um, but it's just good, you know. Sometimes you just want to like play something a little more mindless and just drive around really fast. And that's what this is. Like it's just, and and the thing is, like it does that very well. Uh, I feel like Forza Horizon nails that a good blend between sim and arcade where it's not too far towards any extreme. And so it's enjoyable. There's a little bit of skill involved, but it's also not super, super intense where, you know, a single fuck up and now you're you're done. Um, I, I like that in a racing game because I, I do like to come to them every now and then. I know a lot of people are a lot more intense about racing games than I am but I do find them very, like, zen, almost. Um, so I, I definitely felt like it deserved a mention. So you don't feel it should be in the top 10? Does anyone feel it should be in the top 10? Honestly, it's... I'm going to say graphics-wise, that game was crazy. Like, I actually, it's funny you guys are talking about it. I actually installed that last night, and um, I checked out this this morning before hopping on here, and I was like, wow, these graphics are, are phenomenal, but I, I haven't really given it as much as a shot gameplay-wise because I, I literally just downloaded it. I I love Forza Horizon Five. It's not in my top ten either. My personal Damn. top ten. Uh, Trevor, you bought the premium edition, man. Yeah, and I'm going to play it and love it. I I played it a bunch those three days early too. Um, I, I can't wait to play more of it and more cars. But uh, again, it is just it's more Forza. It's the best Forza's ever been. Um, and uh, the last time we we're talking, I think I said something along the lines like. If this comes, if if this came out like once every four years or once every five years, like I would be like this would probably be my number one. Like, but I've I played three, I love three, I played four, I love four, um, and each one I played a little bit less and less, and it speaks a lot that I played way more of this one than I did four. Um, so I definitely think this is is the best it's ever been. But uh, yeah, it's it's more Forza. Forza is amazing, but I don't think it's top 10 this year no i i get that i totally get that it, it is a hard game to fight for when it's it's like playing fifa 22 obviously it's not like fifa 22 yeah. i don't mean to like offend anyone with that but like it is basically like all right it's it's better the grass is greener yeah. but that's it you know yeah it's it's the exact same reason ratchet and clank won't be on the top 10 either yo whoa 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 <laughs> all right hey we did not get to my situation my case over here right <laughs> Let's quickly go to Julian's thing. <laughs> Julian, your next one. Okay, my next one, I don't think, as same as the other one, I don't think it um deserves game of the year, but this is one I was saving to last. I I really enjoyed playing Outriders. I don't know if you guys have ever checked Outriders out, but it was like yeah. one of those games I just installed because, yeah, it was on Game Pass, and I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll try it. And I told my buddy um to install it, and little did I know, you, you pretty much need three players to play that game on like a higher difficulty, so it was just me and him over leveling our guys um i chose the fire class guy i forget he does damage and he like leeches health from people when you shoot them so um i thought he was pretty cool my friend had like this teleporter healer guy so it's kind of one of those things where we had a lot of synergy you know what i mean and we got like a third person to play with us it was it was even better it kind of felt like a mix of like years of war cover fire but with like destiny kind of combat with the abilities i would say so i don't know i i really like outriders but like what separates it from not getting game of the year was the story was literally laughable. Like me and my friends were like dying at the cutscenes every time they come on. It would be like, 
you're literally playing. It cuts to a cutscene, and this guy'll jump over a bridge. You know, go back to gameplay. I'm like, what was the point? Like, <laughs> story was really dull, but I love the gameplay. Like, it's fun. I I played a lot of Outriders. I finished it and and really enjoyed it too. Like the game definitely has some issues. Like yeah. it felt it felt like a 360 game almost. Like the weird like cutscene. Like like you said right. Like a fade shaky to, camera. Yeah, the fading to black. Um, and then yeah, something a little like just jumping over a thing and fade to black. Um, I like that main character at all. I thought he was the right amount of stupid funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. It was like a cheesy action movie. It's like yeah. What the hell is this? Like, it, that game was a pleasant surprise without a doubt. Yep. No, for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think we played the beta, right? Amon? Yeah. Yeah, you and I played the beta and, and we actually we actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, but when the game came out, I think, you know, just other stuff started popping up at the same time. It's just one of those things where I feel like that's why I feel like February is such a horrible time next year. It's just so many games are just going to get embedded by, you know, uh, Elden Ring, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. I mean, yeah. I, I think my biggest gripe with it is that it, felt too much like destiny and destiny was such a big game for me i mean we we went crazy yeah, on destiny we 1. played a lot uh destiny 2 i also played a ton of it and uh it, the game just felt so similar to it but in a very you know watered down sort of version that i just couldn't you know come to come to pay for the game it, it just felt like not something i would want to spend money on a game pass yeah, 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 it is there. <laughs> that's a good point. Like, if I had to buy that one, I don't know if I would have bought it. Yeah, same, same. I, I have an issue on that. Honestly, like, like if if I'm on, if you want to play through the full thing again, like, I'd definitely be down to to play that again. And just try like a different character class or something like that. I think us four, let's do it. We us four. I have either way. I have to do. We have to do a legendary uh, playthrough of Halo Infinite together when the co-op campaign yes, comes out. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right. I guess I, we'll go on to mine. And I'm going to be talking about Ratchet and Clank, all right? And I'm ready to fight for this one. This is a 100% on the thing, okay? Ratchet and Clank and PlayStation are two things that always come together. Similarly, Ratchet and Clank and the Game of the Year nomination is a given. It's like The Rock not being part of the Rock and Sock connection. It's like Indiana Jones not having a hat. It's like Dane Cook and bad comedy. It's like Nintendo not having Mario. It's like washed up actors and tax evasion. These are things just, that just go hand in hand. We asked for the true power of these new consoles, and Ratchet and Clank came in full force. Like Kratos, screaming boy for the 400th time, failing to learn his son's name after 11 years. The semi-open world gives you a heart-wrenching story and introduces you to new characters that has you rooting for them throughout the game. There was one game that can, in a single moment, take you back to when you were sitting on the couch with a wired PS2 controller eating chips ahoy and blasting nickelback photographs on the speakers is ratchet clank yo no one no one say anything about nickelback all right i'm just letting you know do not <laughs> ratchet clank definitely needs to be on the top 10 it was like I, I i'm like at a loss of words now after just reading that because it is it was such a good game it was it literally took me back to ps2 the ps2 time when i first played ratchet clank when i played ratchet clank to the ps3 time and ps4 we just got that one game but it was just something about this game where the graphics and gameplay just mesh so well. And the story was actually really, really good. It was really, really good. And I, yeah, it has to be the top 10. Do you know why I, it takes you back to those older games? Why? Because this is the exact same game. It just looks nicer. <laughs> <laughs> Zelda, Damn. Zelda. <laughs> but hey, it's, it's nostalgia. But 20, 2021, you know, it's new though. 
it is yeah yeah yo yo whoa whoa <laughs> no no i'm i'm on your side i'm on your side <laughs> because here's the thing the, the reboot the ps4 reboot was the first ratchet and clank game that i played and uh and then i got rift apart and it's so enjoyable like they just do platforming right shooting right the art style is amazing the maps are fun you you want to explore them like if a game gets you to fully explore a map and get every collectible it's a good game i, I agree with you it's on the list yeah exactly trevor did you uh platinum uh the ascent i think not <laughs> I did platinum Ratchet and Clank. I had yeah, fun you with did. it. I had fun with it. it, it <laughs> Ratchet and Clank is a great number eleven. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, let's let's put on the list and we'll we'll talk about this in a moment. It has to be at least in the in the running. Okay. Alright, so next. Okay, now we are on to Trevor. Okay. Um let's go with Deathloop. Uh, yeah. Deathloop's awesome. Uh, I will say right off the bat, um, as time went on, I fell like uh, I fell less in love with it. Like I think one, I don't want to spoil it, but basically the way it plays out is very disappointing. Um, I think there was so much hope for what it could have been, and uh, I think if they had followed through on that, uh, it would have it would easily be number one for this year with for me without a doubt. Um, with that said, it is arcane at their best. Uh, it is the arcane formula. It plays amazing. Um, but they, what they really nailed is that one of the things with arcane games is that you get these amazing environments. They give you amazing situations that you could solve in any different way. But the only way to really redo them and try different things is to like literally play the entire game again. Um, and as much as I love um, those older games um uh specifically dishonored one and two um i didn't want to replay them over and over again like i didn't want to play like another 10 hours every single time just to do all the different things maybe once or twice uh usually i go back and and go through it pretty quickly but they what they basically solve that problem with death loop by making it a loop game they give you four amazing environments where there's so much to do they look beautiful the style of the game is amazing. The way they have writing on the wall, um, the look at the, the enemies and the buildings and the architecture. Uh, they put a ton of great stuff in there to find. Like every run feels rewarding. But what is the best part about it is, is that they they actually make it that um, like you're not on a time limit or anything like that. You can spend as much time in those levels as you want. You can go and uh, look and explore as much as you want and try to find everything. Um, it, it just makes it so much more enjoyable because it's like, well, if I, you know, uh, don't see this part of the map now, I'm going to be back here later doing something else and I'll go look at it later. Right. So it gives you tons of opportunity to, to do these things over and over again. And including the main task at hand, um, their name, their name's escaping me. What is them on the visionaries or the visionaries? Yeah. Yeah. So the visionaries, so you can kill them over and over again. Right. So you can always go back to those maps and try to kill them a different way. And then even later in the game, just, uh, or later after, um, looking up how to kill some of them, cause I knew I wasn't going to find all the different ways. Like my mind was blown on some of the ways that you can actually figure out how to like kill these people. Um, 
they i love that they have like the the build diversity in there like you can upgrade the weapons with mods um you know you you only can take so many slabs you can update this uh upgrade the slabs so there's so much variety in how you could play those levels and and just knowing you're always going to be going through it again i it's like okay i can try to be a run and gun this time or this time i could try to sneak through it and and make a real good loadout with that um the ai is a little over the place sometimes especially when you get a little bit too overpowered um but yeah, I mean, in, in general, like every run, even like almost never a run felt like it was a waste. Like I always felt like I got some mods, I got some slabs, um, I got a new weapon, I solved more of the story. Um, yeah, it, it's such a good game. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, I, I do think it's a missed opportunity without spoiling it. Like the the way it finishes off could have been better. Um Landing was bad. I agree with that. Too too much handholdy is the best way to put it. Um, if they had made it a little more variety or open ended, uh, it would have been a better game. But uh, regardless, I still think it's super solid. I think that was the biggest shock was that it was so handholdy. I kept thinking it was going to be like Returnal, where it was like this is what you need to do, figure it out on your own, and if you die, just restart. And then then you realize there's a waypoint every single step of the way. You're like, wait, what? I thought this was something else. But still. It was still a cool idea. Like I keep thinking about the idea as a, a, a gaming idea of like kind of like Shadow of Mordor when they introduced the uh, the nemesis system, right? Where you have like the whole like pyramid and you try to take everyone down. It's the same thing with this. Like this idea was so cool that, hey, you got to do a couple of things and then everything is set up and you can just kill all the visionaries in one go. And I think that idea is like very, very unique. Yeah, I wish they just did like, <clears throat> like uh, instead of always putting waypoints everywhere, it just gave you some guidance. Um, go find the bunker in this level or something like that, right? As opposed to here's where the bunker is type thing. Uh, I think if they'd just done more stuff like that, it would have been more rewarding. Um, and then, uh, especially at the end of the game, if they kind of continue that trend a little bit more. Yeah, Perfect. I think I agree with that. Top I agree with that because honestly, like a lot of it was, at least for me, was about the exploration. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, speed running stages or like all this. But for me, it was like, go as slow as I can and literally like pick everything. Um, I was all about like finding all the little notes, trying to unlock something for a later time or a different zone and, and just unlock more of the story. So I think it was a little more like, hey, like, here's a map, like, see what you can find. It, it would have felt a little better actually finding these things. But uh, overall, it was a great game. Julian, you haven't played this game yet, but it, it is coming to Xbox, I think, September next year. Oh, really? Well, it's one of those things, yeah, I saw the concept look really cool. When I was looking at like, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the art style and how it looked. I was like, okay, this looks all right. But like the gameplay looked like a, a really um, unique concept. I got I to gotta give it that, you know what I mean? So I would definitely check it out when that when that comes to Xbox. Yeah. In the meantime, please, everyone play Dishonored because I feel like not many people play that. Dishonored 1, 2, Death of the Outsider, and Prey, all amazing arcane games. Are those Bethesda games? I forget. Yeah. Okay, because I, I saw some of those. Like, that's one thing I've, I've really been getting into recently. Like, this year, like a lot of my time was spent because I never really played any um all those games. Um, So I definitely checked those out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it will almost for sure be on Game Pass, obviously being a Bethesda game now. Um. Great music too. Music's awesome. 
Third, oh, third yeah. best music of the year, probably. Yeah. That's one thing I really appreciate out of a game is always the soundtrack, you know, because it, it, it gives you that that feeling when you're playing. It's like beyond, you know, so. Oh, sorry. Two more things I forgot to mention that make this game awesome. Um, number one is the characters. Uh, Colt yeah, and Colt. Juliana are awesome, and their back and forth uh, is great. I love uh, hearing them bicker between each other, and um, it, there's some really good stuff there. Um, and then the other thing is the invasion system, um, which, uh, not amazing, but was, it was a nice twist. Like I kept it off for most of the game. Um, I put it on at the end, uh, but, and it was fun going into other people's games. Like I didn't do very well, but I got someone every now and then. Um, so it's a neat concept. Uh, and I think it'll be, um, really good to do it. Like, it, it sounds like it's a little harder to find people with less people playing now, but when it comes out on game pass, um, that'll be a good time to jump in. Like maybe if, uh, especially if you got some shooter chops, just maybe just go for it and try to ruin someone's day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sebi, your next one. All right, I'm going to take it to Diablo 2 Resurrected. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, more Diablo is always a good thing. I think a lot of people are disappointed that uh, we don't have four yet. Uh, personally, I'm disappointed that we don't have Immortal yet. Because uh, I'm just going to tie these two together. It should have launched this year, but it didn't. Uh, I did get to play the beta, though. Um, for a mobile Diablo game, it's amazing. Uh, I'm a big fan of like mobile games. Um, you know, I like to try them out and, and see if they're any good. And honestly, the, the beta for Immortal was so good. They, they managed to keep that Diablo feel without you know, just completely messing up the controls, which was my biggest worry with this game. Um, and it feels good. Diablo 2 Resurrected, honestly, the the remastering of Diablo 2 is good. They, they managed to keep what makes Diablo fun, which is like, you know, rerunning things over and over in these, you know, randomly generated maps. Um, Diablo 2 has probably one of the wildest, like, endgame systems ever. Which, you know, you could literally play forever and ever and just still find upgrades, uh, which I, I definitely appreciate. So, um, you know, I think Diablo 2 Resurrected was a good sort of transition uh, into what's going to be Immortal and 4, hopefully next year, but we'll see. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, a little mention there. I think I played the beta for, for 2 a little bit or whatever, like the demo that came out. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was interesting, but like, like for me, my main entry was Diablo three, so it didn't feel like Diablo three, which is why I couldn't like really get into it, and which is why I didn't pick up Diablo two. But it seems that Immortal is like like that. Yeah, honestly, two what they were going for wasn't like a full um, like reboot of it. It was very much so like a graphic remastering. Uh, they they said it a lot that they were gonna be as um, you know, as, as true to the original feel of Diablo 2, and they, they definitely did, uh, for the better and for the worse. So, you know, that, like, feel of an older game where it's, like, almost, like, not as responsive, it, it still has that a little bit, um, which is probably one of the things that I disliked about it. I feel like that was something that they could have, you know, done and, and as an as an upgrade almost like because it feels very quality of life where it's you know if your character just doesn't respond to the clicks and button presses as smoothly as it does in a newer game then it just feels old and dated um and i get that it's you know their way of keeping that that diablo 2 feel around but uh 
I, I felt like that could have been upgraded for this remaster. So you don't think it's in the top 10 for the year? I, I think it could be up there for a lot of people. Uh, personally, I would say it's... It, I could take it or leave it. I didn't, I didn't play it. Uh, <laughs> I, when I heard they were having server issues, that kind of turned me off a little bit. And uh, no ultra-wide support. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Julian, do you have like a, another game that you want to talk about? I know you put three on your list. Uh, let me think about like, a lot of the games I played were mostly older games this year. Like I played like Battlefront 2. I played a lot of that with my friends. That was a lot of fun. Um, a good DLC I played this year was for the Doom Eternal one. I put like both expansions. I, I love that game. That's like one of my all-time favorites. Um, the combat still felt smooth. There was a lot of new enemies in that. Like I don't know. Have you guys played Doom Eternal? Like who's played that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a great and game. Amazing, man. I, I love that game. I want to ask which uh, which Fallout games have you played this year? All I played, I beat through all of four. Um, I was going to try to 100% it, but I don't think that's going to work. It was just so much stuff to do. <laughs> like, so I don't know. A lot of people tell me to try um, New Vegas after. It was just, it was a really good experience. Like getting yeah. to, to sign yeah. with the Brotherhood and all that kind of stuff. It was pretty cool. So I want to get into New Vegas on some point. Yeah, New Vegas is great. I, uh, I did Platinum 4. It's probably wow. like my favorite Fallout. Uh, it's yeah. so good. Like I went back and i basically replayed the entire game three times to get all the endings Damn. and all the like literally everything you could do in that game i did it's so yep. good <laughs> the story was so good yeah i went into it very blind you know what i mean i knew i knew the aesthetic but i didn't know what the gameplay would be like and all that kind of stuff and i actually felt myself like i'm, I'm a huge fan of difficult games like cuphead you know doom eternal mm. stuff like that so i thought fallout was actually pretty difficult at first so that really pulled me into it not to sidetrack, but uh, Sebi, are you any interest in Lost Ark, given your uh, MMO player and like Diablo? Um, probably not, and and I think at, at least right now, and it's because I'm so deep into Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, purely because I'm new to Final Fantasy fourteen this year, so I have so much to catch up on. Uh, like I'm I'm very very deep into it. But uh, when I compare myself to, like, any other people around me, like, I'm so far behind in terms of, like, all my glamours, catching up on all my raids, and, and just unlocking a lot of things, that uh, I, I have, like, my time commitment is it's just a difficult situation for me right now. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I could check it out. Honestly, like, if something grabs me, then I could very easily drop Final Fantasy very quickly. So maybe, maybe. Yeah. Another right. um, another expansion I really liked was I forget if this came out this year or last year, but the ones for um Pokemon Sword and Shield, like I got both the expansions and I um I hundred percent of the whole game, like I caught all like five hundred Pokemon. It was um really fun. I like catching all the legendaries, doing like the raid battles and stuff like that. Like I've always been a sucker for Pokemon, so I was that was really fun to get back into it. What about all right, we're gonna go on to our final games now. This one actually, you know what? I'll make a deal with everyone, okay? If you don't want to put Ratchet and Clank in there, this next one needs to be in the list because this is the one that I waited until the end to talk about. And this is the one that I'm ready to fight for. I'm ready to sacrifice Ratchet and Clank and everything I believe in, including Nickelback. I'll take that deal right now. <laughs> so <laughs> Hitman 3, okay? Hitman 3. This game needs to be on the list, okay? Let me let me take you back to a time when a jabroni named Aman got his hands 
on Hitman Blood Money, a game I had no business playing at that age, but parental concerns aside, it was my first time playing a stealth game. And also my introduction to the bald-headed chessy man named Agent 47. Not only are you able to stealth your way through the entire mission, you are also able to do it in incredible Vin Diesel car jumping between two buildings style. <laughs> Fast forward to 2016 and Hitman is rebooted with the focus now being on each location being its own sandbox. If the older Hitmans were the Rocks 230 film, then Hitman 2016 was Fast Five and Hitman 3 is Moana. <laughs> is there a half-tattooed man singing in this game? No. But do you solve a murder mystery in a castle in Moana? I think not, okay? Hitman 3 is a perfect example of a game that is so immersive that you start looking at ball caps on Amazon, which I actually have one. <laughs> the locations are amazing with endless possibilities, and Agent 47 is badder, cooler, balder in this game. Let me leave you with this, okay? The other, the two other pillars in, in stealth game franchises, Solid Snake, nowhere to be found now. It's, like, it's done. Metal Gear Solid is done, basically. Sam Fisher, probably Ubisoft is making a mobile game with them. I don't think they're doing Cell like they did before. Agent 47 is the only one left standing, right? So this is a new king of stealth, and people seem to be forgetting about that. This needs to be on this list. I just picked up Hitman uh, two weeks ago. I played the first three levels. Uh, so it was Dubai, Dartmouth, or... And Berlin, the rave, yeah. the rave one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Berlin. Yeah, um, I, I think it's great. I, it's definitely more Hitman, but it is without a doubt the best it has ever been. And yeah. I think it's uh, done enough different from the previous ones that it, it it's definitely like uh, heads and heads and tails above the others. Like that um, knives out one, the the murder yes. mystery <laughs> was so good and and so interesting, um, and just how good the levels look and everything. Um, and the gameplay, it's right up there. So I will not object to that at all. It's kind of like, the, like you were saying about the Ascent, how everything feels lived in. Like each of these sandbox like areas feel like stuff is happening. And, you know, there's sort of like a time thing where things are happening based on what's happening in that world. But when you go around, you feel stuff is happening. You feel like you're actually like an assassin just walking through people. Like you said, Berlin was such a great uh, location. Because it's like a rave, then you're outside the rave, then you're inside the rave, you're above, below, you're just like, it's just so much. And it's, I feel like IY Interactive, like they did such a good job with this and they're making a James Bond game, which is going to be awesome. So like, this is just, I feel like came out in January, people forgot, it got really good reviews at that time, people really liked it and people just forgot about it because so many other things came out. So Hitman 3, yeah, this is, this is what I'm going to fight for. <laughs> Interesting. Hitman, Hitman series have never been my cup of tea. Um... But it's one that I really enjoy watching other people play it. Like I've I've watched your streams. I've I've watched a lot of gameplay. Um, it's very interesting. It's just not something I'm, I have a lot of interest in playing myself. But it's it's definitely very cool. I like those sandboxes where you can solve things in different ways. Just similar to like the the death loop levels. Obviously, to different degree with Hitman, but um, just having that openness and just like finding out like crazy ways people do stuff, right? Like, oh, I didn't know you can, you know, get drag people away that way or or, or whatever, right? Like just a lot of freedom and, and cool stuff you can do. I feel like Game Pass has Hitman 1 and 2, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't think one, so, actually. I played one a while ago. I don't, think, I don't think it's on Game Pass, but I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Like it wasn't like my favorite game ever. I'm not a huge stealth games fan, but I thought... um. The graphics are really good for the time. I, like, I think that was like 2015 or 2016 that came out, I think. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I would definitely pick up the third one if it's if it's better than that. Like, oh yeah. Props to them too for allowing you to bring those older levels into the new new engine and new yeah new game. All that ray tracing, all that bald headed ray tracing. All right, Trevor. <laughs> Your next one. Uh, okay, my last one. Uh, I'll make it quick. Uh, Resident Evil Village. Um, lo- I have a love-hate relationship with Resident Evil. Um, I, I, there's ones I love, the ones I hate. Um, I, I love RE Village. Uh, I think this is the, for me personally, this is the best modern Resident Evil. Um, I think the biggest reason I love this one is just that it is, is a good combination of um, uh, dumb and seriousness that uh i just couldn't put it down um the characters in it are are really good uh that's probably the biggest thing is is the characters more than anything um the environment's really cool uh they have a lot of good levels it's it's kind of broken up into little sections where you know not totally different game but the gameplay does shift a fair bit in some of them uh there's definitely some that are a lot more actiony and then some that are a little more survival like um there's really good moments. Um, and I, again, I think the dumb moments and story beats is what really uh, um, makes it a great game. Um, I, I don't feel super strongly that it has to stay though. Uh, if, unless I, I think it should does. be in the top 10. I think I, I agree with you. Like I really, I love Resident Evil 7. I got into Resident Evil properly because of Resident Evil 7. And like, this was just seven plus more. And like you said, they did a good job of like kind of making a semi-open world with new locations, different things to do. And like it, it's it's the perfect horror slash action that you would want, you yeah. know. It, it's like not I don't want to call it B-level horror movie, but just like, you know, it's like you, you have like your Friday the 13th where it's just like actually no, a, a good comparison is Jason X, that movie, where it was like it's a horror movie, but there's those really dumb moments in it that just make you laugh. Like, that's what this felt like. Um, it, it just hit it. It nailed it really good. Savvy Julian, have you played Resident Evil? Never touched a Resident Evil game except on, like, I think it was my cousin who's about your guys' age. I think it was, like, he had, like, an N64, like, some some Resident Evil game on one of those old ones. And it was kind of scary to me as a kid, but I've never played any of the modern ones. But, like, I played Outlast 2 this year. I'm currently playing that. And um, I definitely get into more horror games. So maybe Yeah, yeah if you like Outlast 2, you'll you'll enjoy Resident Evil for sure. Yeah. That's good. I'm I'm not a I'm not a Resident Evil guy. It's not it's never been something I played, but uh, I do like watching them. So I I did watch all of Biohazard on streams. Uh, and then I did go through Evil, uh, Village as well. Which I thought was pretty cool because they're kind of continuing the the storyline, right, with same characters yeah. and, and just continuing from there. Even. Which I thought was pretty interesting too. But uh, I think the one of the best things going for this one, at least, is the how how amazing the main characters were. Um, they just you know they really stood out. Like I forget Ethan's the... so dumb. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Ethan is so good. It's he's so, so good fun. though. Yeah, he's fun. It's it's that and like it'll... uh it's like you were saying like that horror movie kind of it's almost like cliches that they're just bringing in where like he's kind of dumb like he's doing craziness and like yeah he just got mangled but like nah just bandage it up real quick like yeah. I love that um it's just memorable you know yeah just like this the worst stuff in the world is happening to him and he's just like all right well I guess this is what I gotta do. 
All right, so Lady, before we, we before we move forward, Lady Lady Dermoresque or uh, Castillo from Far Cry Six, who wins? <laughs> I'm gonna have to give okay. it to Lady Lady. That Yo, lady, Castillo. man. That lady's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, that that level was intense. That, that was like the best one, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on to Sebi with Cookie Run Kingdom. Yeah, Cookie Run Kingdom. I bet none of you have ever heard of this game. Thought <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like a Chips Ahoy brand. I I googled it. It looks like a bad mobile game. It's an amazing mobile game. <laughs> uh, I it had to go on there. I will fight for this one. It's a mobile for game. the top ten. I, I would fight for this. I, I know okay, it's not I'm gonna... just saying, yo, if Ratchet Clank is not a top 10, but this is, I'm just saying, yo, I'm kicking everyone out from this. <laughs> Let him explain his case. I just I just looked it up. It looks like, um, yeah, a mobile game, but let's see. Let's see. Yeah, so, so it, it combines a lot of these elements from mobile games that make for a great mobile game. So it has... A kingdom building with resource management. So think like your your clash of clans, right? Um, it has uh, like actual active like gameplay. So it's like those running games, um, and it has a shit ton of like gacha like character pulling. So think like uh, like Genshin Impact, for example. It just combines everything so perfectly, and it just they molded this insanely addictive mobile game it's one of those games where like you could sit there and just like spend money on like packs and like add-ons and shit just like forever and ever it's amazing like honestly i know like for the for the purposes of this podcast it's not a game that i would normally bring up but i had to purely based on how much time i've put into this game in the past like month so i've been playing it for about a month and honestly i just can't put it down it's so good. The floor is I, open. This is so much. <laughs> there's so much in my hap- in my head happening right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Trevor. Uh, any questions? I'm speechless. Like, All right, Julie, I'm, what about you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have a difficult relationship with mobile games because it's one of those things. I'll get one and I just I can't put it down. Like that's how I was with like Clash Royale. That was a really mm. fun game mobile game and it's like yeah i don't know i don't know i don't have time for mobile games these days but like i might i might check it out just to see what it's like well that's the beauty of mobile games like you could open it up on the ttc and like play for like that's five true. ten minutes and then put it down yeah. right you're right you're right. but like has anyone here played like clash of clients for example a little bit i got that's... to like town hall seven but i wasn't a big fan like mm. that's that's probably what i would compare it to probably the most because that's the biggest part of the game is like resource management and kingdom building so essentially you have like you have your kingdom you create little structures that build up resources then you spend the resources to upgrade your kingdom and then over time you know you need more and more resources more time to build these structures and upgrade them Um, and there's just like an endless system of upgrades for everything so like you can make more resources, you can upgrade the the time that it takes, so you can you know bring it down little by little. Like it's just endless and so addicting. <laughs> so is it all about just building your kingdom? Is that the main draw? Not entirely. It's it's 
that I would say that's the biggest uh, like time-consuming element of the game is the the kingdom building. But the real thing behind the game is you you pull these characters and they're all cookies. So there's like a chocolate chip cookie, there's a vanilla cookie, but there's like over a hundred of them or something. I don't know exactly how many, but a lot of them. And they all have different roles. And then the real point of the game is that you then take these cookies and you either go through like, um, like it's almost like those endless runners, except it's not an endless runner, it's by levels. And, um, and then there's also like boss fighting and you take these cookies and they all have different skills, different, you know, abilities. Um, and you do have like a sort of like a team composition, like team building element to the game as well. So like some cookies are tanks, some cookies are healers, some cookies are damage dealers. Uh, this is like a very versatile game. It sounds like there's like eight different components to this game. There's there's so much to it. There's I thought this was a baking game. Nah, like, nah. You, like you just <laughs> <laughs> this game is everything, man. It has PvP. It has uh like high score modes where you go against these like unbeatable bosses and you just try to get the best score you can get. Uh, honestly, it's it's been out since January. But it feels like one of those games like Clash of Clans that has been out for like 15 plus years that just has had so much thrown on top to keep the game relevant. But in a good way where it's not overwhelming because they introduce everything little by little. It's it's great. Like everyone should try it out and then just let me know when you can't put it down because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I mean, it's on the list. I guess that Ratchet and Clank doesn't have PvP. So. But all right. <laughs> We, 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 okay, so you. <laughs> all right, so Sebi, why don't you go through the list that we have so far, and let's start deciding our our num- our top ten. So it's these underlined ones, right? I uh, thought it's uh, like if you, you scroll just scroll. Down, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So okay, so top ten we got Returnal, Guardians of the Galaxy, Final Fantasy XIV, Endwalker, Psychonauts Two, Monster Hunter Rise, Halo Infinite, Death's Door. The Ascent, Ratchet and Clank, Deathloop, Hitman Three, Resident Evil Village, and Cookie Run Kingdom. <laughs> Question mark. So why? So why don't we? Why don't we start off? <laughs> I don't want, why don't we start off with three? Three of these games that we're just gonna remove. All right. I, I think that's how we should start off, and we'll go so ten to top. Each should each of us pick one that we would cut. Yo, I already know who, what you're gonna pick. <laughs> I think we can do the three and whatever has the most overlapping, we'll just remove. All right. So why don't we, yeah, okay. The one that you want to cut, why don't you put like your initial next to it or something? And then we will go with that. Oh, why don't we just say it? <laughs> I know what you want to say. I mean, I'll start. I'll start. I'll cut. I'll cut Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> is, is anyone, is anyone going to agree with that? Sebi, back me up here. Yeah, no, I, I don't agree with that. I think it should stay. Okay, <laughs> Julian, you as well. I don't I don't own a PlayStation, so <laughs> I don't. Julian's on our side too. Ratchet and Clank is in. Yeah, <laughs> 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 All right. I mean, looking at the list, it is. It's. I'm, I'm just gonna say it is. It's already kind of tough. You know, I don't know about Cookie Run Kingdom, but everything else is is pretty tough. You can cut Cookie Run Kingdom. You can cut it. You sure you you're I, yo? We're ready to like let you fight it's for gone. it. Cookie it's Run gone. Kingdom needed a platform, <laughs> and I've mentioned it. I put it out into the world. I'll let it do its thing and get everyone hooked on mobile games. All right. So I mean, just looking at the list, I think the next one that deserves a bit of talking about is Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. Like. 
I know you've played that, Sebi. All of us have, have not. What do you, in terms of our collective top 10, do you really feel like like going to push that forward? I, I think it should be up there for sure. It's amazing. It de- it deserves to be played because I think it has something for everyone, uh, whether you're just deep into the RPG or deep into like action combat games. Um, story is amazing. I, I think it deserves a spot up there. I'll challenge it a little bit, not to be super strict about it, but how much of it is Endwalker that's drawing you in or just Final Fantasy XIV in general? Mm. That's a good point. Um, because I'm not super deep into the Endwalker story just yet, uh, but I am pretty much maining uh, an Endwalker class. So... I would say the gameplay elements are amazing. Uh, they've obviously, you know, had enough years in to kind of like create these master classes that just feel amazing and not choppy from go. Um, the only problem is that for a newcomer, you can't jump into one of these new classes. Uh, they are locked by reaching max level or what used to be max level. Um, so. I guess if we're saying, you know, Final Fantasy XIV purely as Anne Walker from a newcomer's perspective, then no, there's there's nothing for you here. You'd have to go through, you know, seven, eight years worth of content just to experience Anne Walker. Oh my god. All right. Anne Walker is out. I'm sure it, like it's a good game, but like since since we're mainly talking about stuff that we've played this year, at least we have experience playing this year. Yeah. Anne Walker is out. All right, I know Trevor. Trevor, relax. I see you going down. All right, do not go next to Ratchet. Okay, okay. We only have to cut one more. <laughs> All right, we're All right, at eleven. Let's, let's, <laughs> so I mean, let's see. Let's. Wow, what, what, what the ascent? I feel like no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how about we talk about Death Door? I mean, Death Door. I am willing to cut are mainly you, because. Are, what would you prefer to have on the list? Ratchet and Clank or Death Store? <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Let me live my PS2 Nickelback life, okay? <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't be saying that if you had played that last boss. For Death Door? Yeah, that's true. That, okay, okay. So, do you think that Death Door's last boss is able to kind of overtake everything that Ratchet and Clank did from start to finish? I would say the last boss in Death's Door, the combination of the moment and the action and the music was a better moment than I had on anything in any moment is was better than any moment in Ratchet and Clank for me. All right. Okay. But but do I think Ratchet and Clank was a better produced game? Absolutely. I mean, it's like basically like playing a Pixar movie. It's also Ratchet and Clank. It is Ratchet and Clank to the T. I I would even go as far as say the stuff that they promised was not as magical as I thought it was going to be. The whole Rift stuff, like I didn't feel like, oh, well, I, this could only have been done on this PlayStation 5. Like I feel like that could have been done on an, even on an old, even on a PlayStation 4, I bet they could have done something. Didn't stuff. the developer I do agree. something like that? Like they, they made a video on uh, about like how the game would work on a PS4 and it would work fine. So I just found that really funny. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know that. That's my biggest gripe with it. Again, well, I think I, Ratchet and Clank's amazing, but I, I won't know. look. I won't look to delete it. I won't look. It's okay. I think I I agree with that because I do feel like this year's list has to be unique and different. Mm-hmm. And like the reason that I do like Ratchet and Clank 
is because it's more of the same plus ray tracing and everything looking nice. So I'm looking at the other list and I do feel, I don't know, Death Door, there's something about it that even now I think about and Ratchet and Clank is, in all honesty, in my mind, just kind of done and gone. It's like, yeah, like Ratchet and Clank is great. And it's like, I, I don't know, it's like part of me, I don't, I, I think automatic, I have to like fight for it. I'm like, like Ratchet and Clank, we've got to fight for this one. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm okay. I think I've accepted it. I've gone through the whole grieving process. I'm good. We can do it. <laughs> I'm glad because I, lo- I really love Death Story. <laughs> All right. So we it have... just needed a map. <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, Elden Ring put a map in, you know, that's where I might do it too. Okay. Right. We got uh, I feel like some people made some good concessions here. I'm willing to put the Ascent at 10. I'm just happy it made the list. <laughs> just happy to be nominated. I'm, I, 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 work, I can work with that. How are we all feeling about Psychonauts for, for the ranking? Like, I feel it was a super unique game, but I feel the combat kind of drove it down. So maybe it's like nine or eight, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, do you think art style makes up for that, that lack of combat diversity? I, I feel like nine is a good spot for it. For Psychonauts 2? Yeah, because I was going to suggest like, no, but Guardians of the Galaxy should be up there. It should be really up top. I think I think Psychonauts two can be an eight or a nine. Yeah, same. I even though I haven't played a lot of the games here, like what you guys said about them seemed um seemed like they're really really good games. So I mean, what are we what are we thinking about about Hitman three? I'm I'm thinking a good a cool five Damn. for that one. It's kind of hot. Let's, let's work on this, okay? Hitman, Hitman 3, a, a, a nice five, you know? I was going to say, it, it looks pretty good where it is, actually. <laughs> is it unique enough for a five? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. It, well, all right, let's six? How about six? Let's, let's work with six. <laughs> okay, well, if we move it to six, what is going below it then? For eight, I don't think Resident Evil Village should be an eight. I think that should be higher. I think that could be a five. Because Resident Evil Village was pretty good. <laughs> So you're saying the change we're going to make right now is move Resident Evil above Hitman? Yeah, that that I'm that I am okay with, mainly because Resident Evil Village did something like I, I just liked it overall. Hitman Three was I do get that idea that Hitman Three is more the same, just better. But I I feel like yeah, it's, it should be okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Death Loop. Mm-hmm. Okay, Death Door can go down. Death Door yeah. is not a five. I think yeah. we move that below. Hitman 3 even. I like that. Let's do it. Thank you. <laughs> Hitman 3, please. Make your way up. Now it's back to 7. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. I'll recap the list real quick. Uh, so right now, uh, we have Returnal at 1, Guardians of the Galaxy at 2, Monster Hunter Rise at 3, Halo Infinite at 4, Deathloop at 5, Resident Evil Village at 6, Hitman 3 at 7, Death Store at 8, Psychonauts 2 at 9, and The Ascent at 10. I think 6 to 10 is good. Yeah. Uh, how, how are we feeling about Returnal? I think Returnal could be a 5. Returnal's really good. <laughs> I think well, I'm looking I, at the le- resident list. Man, you want to move it that much further? <laughs> <laughs> What 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 else can we put out of the five? Like that okay, Sebi, how do you what about what a Mothra rise? How how much are you gonna fight for that one? I'll yeah, fight for it. Say, 
like with Monster Hunter Rise, didn't you say, Seb, that it was very similar to the previous entries? Like, what is it doing to innovate on the Monster Hunter genre? And why should it be higher than Hitman 3? It's definitely higher than Hitman 3. It, <laughs> it, they changed quite a bit, actually. The, what they added was that uh, the grappling hook, the wire bug, um, that's a lot more than just a grappling hook. So it serves as a grappling hook, but it also changed the way that all classes utilize their skills. Um, and it makes the game more dynamic to keep it a little more fast-paced. Um, maybe not top three, but I would say Monster Hunter Rise is an easy four to five. Okay. Uh, we'll give you the we'll give you the five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Then uh, Returnal goes up. All right. So Returnal is at four. Four. Yeah. I think I think Death Loop should be higher yeah. than Returnal. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm sure. I definitely could live with that. All right. So Guardians of the Galaxy and Halo Infinite for the top two. This is actually pretty tough, yo. This is tough. Do, Part of is, me. Are so are we saying Death Loop is three? I would, I'm I would okay say so. with it. Being. I would say so. I'm good. That's a good three. Yeah. Uh, Julian, oh boy. Halo Infinite is Come that on, number Julian. one or number two? I don't know. I'm I'm looking at it the way and the fact that it was one of those things where that that signature Halo feeling was missing for years. You know what I'm saying in terms of the campaign, and I feel like they brought it back with the soundtrack being amazing. And I just every time I take over one of those outposts in campaign, I just get a feeling. You know what I'm saying? It was like when you're shooting aliens, you're capturing the marines all that kind of stuff i found um did anyone get far in the campaign or i, I don't want to say any spoilers that's why i finished it what did you well, I, haven't, I haven't done everything on the map okay. but uh, i i finished the campaign well in totality, we, we won't do spoilers on this just for anyone that's listening yeah but yeah we can go or you can talk about other stuff other, other stuff that has been shown in demos and stuff like that yeah like what did you think of the boss battles later on in the game and everything like that the missions what did you i think? actually thought the boss battles all in all were pretty good like they yeah, were so interesting on. they weren't like just cookie cookie cutter just shoot them down like they actually had stuff going on a lot um, of mechanics yeah yeah there was little, there was mechanics that were you know they weren't again i didn't play on legendary <laughs> uh but um yeah <laughs> like i mean even like i just played on the default difficulty and uh like I was not bored whatsoever. I, I was definitely engaged and, and yeah. yeah, like I can't wait to play those on like co-op uh, on harder difficulty. Well, people. yeah, like one thing I got to defend about the campaign is the fact that a lot of games, you just play it in one way in a linear fashion, right? With Halo Infinite, I found like I can do this however way I want. If I wanted to, I could pack like an active camo and a sniper and do it at nighttime, right? And that takes like a totally different experience than doing the same mission and bringing like a ton of Marines with you. Or you can just go on guns blazing, you know, like doing one mission. There's so much variety in how you can take that on, which I found was like a big thing about the campaign, like getting replay value into the mix, right? So I, I do want to say like with, with Guardians of the Galaxy, there's just something about that dialogue and the way you interact with everyone. Like you're on the ship and you just get this moment of where you can go to your computer on the, on the ship and put on any like of these like set of like 80s music and just go around talking to these characters. Everyone's yeah. like watch these Marvel movies. Like for me, like with, with Halo, like the campaign is interesting and I kind of prepared myself when I was getting into it. But I was like, yes, finally some Halo. But it was kind of like, it's kind of like the Hitman 3 of like, all right, this is like more of that cool stuff that I enjoyed. Yeah. I did, For me, the Guardian of the Galaxy is something about that story that like, I feel like it just grabs you in a way that for me with Halo Infinite it didn't do. But Halo Infinite multiplayer grabbed me more than I thought it would. Yeah. 
honestly, that's that's really fair. Like, I got to say, it's, it's up to you guys. I don't know. I haven't played Guardians yet. Like, I think, um, Trevor, you played it, right? Like, what do you think of this whole whole choice between the two since you beat the campaign and all that kind of stuff? What do you think? Yeah, this is tough. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Guardians was, like, if I look at the, like, campaigns, like, well, I mean, Guardians doesn't have the multiplayer. Like, the Guardians campaign was better. Um, yeah. Like, like 100%, I was smiling through that entire thing. Like, the little uh, interactions between them and, and the writing was so good. Um, the gameplay of Halo is definitely better, though. Like, playing Halo just feels so good. Um, I don't even care, really, about the story. I, I don't even know what the hell is going on. Uh, I, I have a... Like, it got better at the end for me. Like, I, I started to kind of catch on to some of the stuff that yeah. was going on. Um, and it was more interesting than it was at the start. But early on, I was like, man, I have no idea what's going on here. I just know who's bad and who has to die. And I'm going to have fun doing it. <laughs> uh, like, this guy's going to get a grapple hook to the face at some point. That's all I know. I can't wait to do it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And I put in so many. I think I'm over 50 hours into that multiplayer already. Um, oh, yeah. I know. Easily. Like... This is tough. It's tough. Sebi, what about you? Have you, I mean, you've played Halo Infinite. Regarding the Galaxy, have you, like, looked it up otherwise? Yeah, I've, I've watched gameplay um, a little bit, not a ton. Um, it, it seems good, but I, I feel like there's something to be said about the infinite number of unique experiences to be had playing Halo Infinite, at least, like, even just purely with the multiplayer. Uh, that's, that's something that's hard to beat. It's, there's too much too much to, to, to happen uh and honestly the fact that they've been quick to to make the experience better for the average player um the way they've dressed like the xp issues um the battle passes that they've released the special event with that samurai armor like the way they've yeah. kept up with it has been very well very well done so i i definitely give it bonus points for that I do like how you put that because you and I are big Battlefield fans and, you know, Battlefield is known for its Battlefield moments. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now that Battlefield is kind of doing its own thing, which is not good, <laughs> Halo is kind of taken over with those Halo moments. Kind of like the, yeah. the clip that Trevor sent that I, I put up on YouTube. It's just like those moments that, like, you know, tells like its own story in your own mind. And I remember I was saying Trevor about this where there was the, the first time I played a Capture the Flag game on one of those uh, bigger maps. Uh, I kind of ran, like, I was just kind of hiding, uh, 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 like, between enemies, kind of just going on the sides, making my way to the flag, getting the flag, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't use my weapon. Like, I'm basically done. And all of a sudden, I see a guy from my team come with with the mongoose. He's like, jump on, you know? Like, didn't say nothing, just kind of hung a couple of times. I'm like, all right, I'm hopping on. And we just kind of make our way back. We're, just, we're getting shot at the same time. And that itself is, like, a story, you know? And and you don't get that in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's all kind of laid out in front of you, so... I am okay with Halo Infinite being number one. This is tough. This was tough. <laughs> no, that was a good sigh. It was a good sigh. <laughs> Halo Infinite's awesome. I, I yeah. like even like the story behind it, right? Like how it was supposed to come out a year ago. Um, the bad reception. Craig, Craig the brute. <laughs> Craig the brute. Demo wasn't looking the best, and. This game had so much going against it. Like it just, and then even just the fact that it's not even fully out. Like the it, Halo. Like I like I don't have that old nostalgia of playing co-op Halo, um, but I know like I hear about it all the time about how yeah. much people had fun playing co-op Halo, doing the skulls on legendary and all that stuff. 
and this game didn't freaking ship with it and it is still amazing i like yeah. just think that speaks volumes imagine when I, they have forge right and people could make their own maps there's gonna be a whole oh map. yes yeah. function to that right it's gonna be even better than like julian you want to announce our winner of the game of the year all right i, I guess we're all saying collectively halo infinite yeah Fun. halo infinite cool, cool. It, it just makes sense it, it's, it's a done deal i completely agree uh, obviously, before we end this episode, I want to first of all thank everyone. Thank everyone for for joining us. Um, I do want to kind of quickly talk about what we will be doing in a follow episode. I think it'll be really cool. Uh, Sebi and I did this. I haven't counted the points yet, Sebi, but I will count those points. We do we make game predictions for the next year of what we're what we hope to see, wild predictions, stuff like that. And I had a cool idea. All right, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna come up with predictions, and at the end of next year, we're gonna see if what what whose predictions came true and didn't the person with the lowest points in those prediction tally will have to basically play a game that we assign them. So it can be cookie a game that kingdom? we can decide who, sorry, it's cookie run kingdom. <laughs> it could be cookie run kingdom. <laughs> then try, you, you, you try to make as painful as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and not even that you're going to, you're going to make them play, play that game. And then the person has to come up with whatever you want, like some sort of a song, a lyrical a review oh of that game for the next episode. Okay, it can be slam poetry. It can be whatever you want. But that's hey, I can't just leave it at hey, play this game. It's like all right, cool. I'm just gonna go play the game. No, it's gotta be a little bit more than that. It has to be a review, lyrically sung out. <laughs> I was gonna put my money on Starfield, but now since the stakes are so high, I don't know. Yeah, I know. My my predictions are gonna be like yeah, yeah they're not going to be very bold. <laughs> <laughs> go 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 with stuff like what, what we'll do is we'll do we'll do four predictions that are just regular predictions and the fifth one is a wild one which yeah. if, if it does come true it's like a double the point of triple the point. Yeah. yeah that's a good so idea. you can make up for it and yeah i mean uh, uh, let's not let's not go with simple stuff like fifa 23 is going to come out <laughs> next year we're, we're not gonna do that okay <laughs> we're gonna have some rules to this a madden game will come out this year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Activision will probably release a game with duty in it. There you go. All right. Thank you so much. Julian, where can everyone find you and your photography? Um, my Instagram is j.flowers underscore underscore. So I, I take a lot of a lot of pictures, you know. So that's yeah. awesome. And Trevor, what about you? Uh you can if you want to reach out, uh Twitter is the best place to get me. Uh at Trevor Her, uh H-E-R-R. Sebi? You can find me in future episodes of this podcast. <laughs> it's all right i know sebi sebi is not going to reveal the information it's all good please email us at amandamangames at gmail.com that's amandamangames at gmail.com like you did today of course put your name next time like i don't want to read out your email and anything like that on, on on the episode but please put your name in there so i can kind of you know thank you for for supporting the show thank you everyone for joining really means a lot and i will see you very soon on that next interesting episode bye sweet thanks everyone Thanks.